Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Welcome back to The Dwell Podcast, everybody. This is Natalie Abbott, and today I have with me Jillian Dalberry. She is the founder of Even Here, which is a ministry for women that reminds them about how good God is, even when unexpected circumstances kind of hit us sideways. So uh, welcome to uh, welcome to Jillian. Welcome. Thanks for coming on our show. Um, and today we're going to be talking about the verse from Isaiah 41, 13. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. So say hi, Jillian. Welcome. Hey, everybody. I'm excited to be here again. Today, we kind of got a little kind of deep conversation that we're going to have about grief. Um, For those of you who didn't get to hear Jillian's story from episode one, um, go back and listen because it gives a little bit more context to to what we're going to be talking about and what she's going to be sharing on grief. But our verse talks about God being with us and holding our hand, um, even through hard seasons, times when we would be afraid and that he will help us. Um, so Jillian, is there, was there ever a time that you felt like he held your hand through a difficult season? Absolutely. I feel like there are so many, but one specifically that sticks out to me and was the most recent was just the loss of our son Wells. Um, he was such a, long awaited and prayed for baby. Mm. And so in, in our finding of losing him, it was just a really awful, terrible, and yet very peaceful loss and grief. And, um, a little bit about that story is when, um, And what's really cool too, is the connection with this verse about God holding our right hand. I, when, when we found out that we lost Wells, I had to have um, a DNC. So I was in the hospital for an outpatient procedure. And I remember just feel like every single person I encountered that day, the Lord was so present. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Even just like the lady who registered us, like, you know, you get there and you've got to give them all your information and tell them why you're there and all those things. I remember her looking me in the eye and telling me, I am so sorry. She's like, I can tell your heart is broken. Mm -hmm. And she gave me a hug and she said, we don't always get to know why things happen, but someday in heaven we will. And she she said that to me and I wasn't even like really like making eye contact with her because I was just Mm -hmm. so devastated. And she said that to me. And then we go into, um, this, you know, I guess waiting room and my husband's in there with me. And then eventually they roll me back into the pre-op and in pre-op, there was just this moment where I felt like the Lord was sitting on the edge of my bed and I could like sense his presence. I could picture his face. It was just the, the closest I had ever felt to God ever. I mean, it was just this incredible moment of feeling so close, so loved. I felt so loved. And that is so bizarre to me that you're going through the hardest, one of the hardest things you've ever been through and you just feel so loved. So 
we were, I was sitting there and I just, I kind of left my right hand open, which is so cool that this is the verse that we are talking about because I tangibly felt his presence in that moment. And I left my right hand open and they were doing everything to my left side anyways, like my, my, putting my IV in on my left arm and all of that. So it was just sitting there. And um, I never really noticed that until looking back now and thinking about this verse, how cool that is, that that is the connection that we're making here. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But he just, I just felt like he was so tangible and so close in those moments. And um, just even coming out of that was so what's the word again, words are hard. (laughs) Um, it was just so, uh, real. I don't really know how else to describe it. It was just real. Wow. That's amazing. I was going to ask you the question, um, that I had kind of written out thinking about this, like what tangible things did you do in the middle of your grief to reach out to God? But I feel like what really is, is beautiful is that God was tangibly reaching out to you. Yes. And I don't really know that he pulled me out of that space. Like, I I feel like he was definitely reaching out to me, but there was an acceptance in that. There was, I I genuinely felt like this had been chosen for us because he loved us and that this experience was an invitation into wholeness with him. And, And this was an experience that, was different than any other experience. And if this wasn't chosen for us, we wouldn't be able to have that invitation of wholeness, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I remember the days after all of that happened, um, I journaled the details of that day, like every single detail down to the smell of the room, the names of the nurses, the things that they said to me, because they were, I told you about the lady who registered us and the things that she said, but they were multiple that day. And it was just journaling that made me even more aware of God's presence in that. That's amazing. You know, what's, what strikes me about that comment that that nurse made or just the, the little details is that sometimes we don't realize the way that God uses us even little things that we say to speak something that somebody needs to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Your availability to just speak something like, you know, you're in a, you're in a hospital, you're not in a church. And here's this woman saying to you something that is very clearly from the Lord and isn't, isn't, you know, normal hospital speak, but -hmm. just saying to you like, Hey, we don't always get to know why things happen, but you know, you'll find out in heaven, like, whoa, you know, who says that? That's, that is a faithful woman. And what a beautiful, what a beautiful little glimpse into the way that God works all around us. Yeah. She was very bold too. And she gave me a hug before I left. And you could tell that she had the kind of job that she saw a million people a day and it was all names and it was all numbers and it was never faces. Because she, she didn't really even make eye contact with me when I came in there. And then once we started talking, you could tell she was compelled to connect with me. And huh. I, again, I just felt so loved. I felt like every detail of that traumatic day <laughs> was chosen for me. And he even, even here, even in the midst of this awful, awful thing that had happened to us, 
God was so present and he was, his plan was so, it, it was just, it was exactly how it was supposed to be and in the most loving way. And that's hard to grasp when you're in pain and when mm-hmm. you're grieving, right. but it was also to me, because I was able to see that it was even cool for me to see, wow, I'm, I'm here in my faith. The Lord has pursued me and I have allowed him to be a part of my life because, you know, we have to accept that pursuit. It was just, it was huge for me to see that and to feel so close to him in that moment. Now, as you continued, you know, that (laughs) process, did you have moments where you were just mad or upset or, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure that 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 there were moments where God really met you and gave you great courage and a sense of his presence. But like, what did you do with those feelings when you were just upset? Yeah, it's funny. I felt weird in the beginning because I felt so at peace and I felt so loved mm-hmm. and the anger and the frustration and all of that came later. Mm-hmm. And when that came it was hard for me to process it because I was confused. I was like, I thought I was better than this. I thought that I had moved passes. I thought I was going to sidestep all the anger and it it wasn't, that's not how it works. And grief is so, so strange and so weird that it's different for everyone. Everyone processes things differently and it affects everyone differently. It comes over you in the weirdest, most inconvenient moments. And just feeling that anger towards God. It's funny because I had just got done um, reading Job and doing a study on Job. And one thing that stuck out to me in all of that anger was that Job questioned God too. I mean, we all have our big why questions, but God's not afraid of our big why why questions. Instead, Mm -hmm. he answers them and he says, don't you know who I am? You know, Job says, why is this happening? Why did this have to happen to me? I don't understand how, how is this all going to come together in the end? And God's like, don't you know who I am? I am the God who told the sun where to stand and the ocean where to stop. And to feel that kind of power over the father that is in control of my life, that was comforting to me. And that's not always comforting in those moments. I, I'm aware that if someone hears that and they're going through a really hard time, that may not be comforting to them. And that's okay too. It's okay that that's not comforting, but I was so grateful that it was to me. Yeah. I appreciate what you said about God is, is okay with our questions. Like Mm -hmm. he's, he is big enough to take on the things that we need to ask him and it's okay to be honest. Yeah. I I really, really appreciate that. Cause I think sometimes we bottle those things up and we feel like God isn't big enough or maybe he's big enough but he doesn't care or Mm -hmm. whatever the situation is but like like that god wants to meet us right smack dab in the middle of our grief and to listen to our questions and to meet us with his care and his love yeah i think that's really important um so i have a question for you for people who are not going through grief right now but you have a grieving friend like how do we how do we care for our friends who are grieving yeah i love that question I have a dear friend who has ministered to me and discipled me and been so, so sweet. And in the midst of all of this pain, some things that she did, I think overall the answer to that question is just show up. I mean, there are 
people will always tell you they don't need a meal. People will always tell you that they're fine and they'll always say that they're okay, but that doesn't mean that they're actually okay. And I think just showing up and making your presence known is one of the most important things you can do. And my friend, um, there were, I guess, several days after every single day for like five days after we got home, um, after losing Wells, she would drop things off at my door. She didn't stay. She knew I wanted to be alone. She knew me and my husband needed time to grieve privately, but she would drop things off at my door. And the things that she dropped off were, um, a box of tissues that she had written on the top saying, you are chosen, you are loved, you are known, and you are seen. And mm. that meant the world to me. I still have that box. The box is empty, obviously. I've cried a lot of tears. <laughs> but um, especially all these postpartum hormones, goodness gracious. Oh, gosh. I kept the tissue box. It meant so much to me. And then the next day, it was waterproof mascara. And <laughs> those things seem so small. They seem like such small gifts and like not deep like it's not like a long written out letter or a gift of memory for my ch- for my um, child. It's more just it's it's something that says I see you, I know you, and God sees you, and we all love you, and we're here if you need us. And that's exactly what that did for me. And you know, on top of that, just people bringing meals, people sending cards, people saying his name you'd be surprised how many people don't even want to say the name because they're afraid to upset you. But it upsets me that they don't say his name. Mm. It upsets me that people don't address him as existing because he was very real to us. We had dreams for him. We had a name for him. We had a room for him. And Mm. it's very healing for me to hear people talk about him and remember him. Just this past Christmas, it had been almost a year since we had lost him. And friends sent us ornaments to remember him. My mom had gotten, she gets all the grandchildren ornaments every year. Like it's their ornament for the year that kind of like speaks to how their year went or something they liked or something like that. And she had bought one for, for Wells. And then just the other day, my mother-in-law had said, um, a friend of mine was talking to her and, you know, obviously this is a year and a half after actually not a year and a half, a, a year since, a little over a year since we had lost him. And um, she was talking to a friend of mine and my friend said, oh, so I guess you've got so many gr- or four grandkids now. That's so wonderful. And my mother-in-law, without hesitation, looked at her and said, actually, I have five oh. because, you know, our wells is in heaven. And every every time that our family and even friends who acknowledge his existence that is so healing for me I'm like trying not to get choked up just talking about it but I'm bawling over here (laughs) it's just it's so healing for me I don't know how else to describe it it's just it's it makes me feel so loved Mm -hmm. because you know when people make our when people recognize our children and love on our children it makes us feel really loved and seen and so that's kind of how it works for this too that is so good so so good I think that'll really be helpful to our listeners who know somebody who has lost someone. I think that's really awesome. Yeah, I just think that that is is so beautiful. And and what a help that is to people who kind of look at at loss and and say, "I don't I don't know what to do. What would I do?" 
So those are really great insights for us, I think, to kind of encourage us to, as people who who love God and want to to be like him, that we can also, um, in, in the way that he has taken hold of our right hand and and helped us, we can take the hold of, of someone else's hand and help them, especially when they're going through something that's really difficult and, and they're grieving. Um, so thank you so much, Jillian, for just sharing that with us. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening and welcoming my story. And I just feel like something else that has just been really sticking out as you were talking about that verse. I think we underestimate the power of our presence and the power of touch and time. And just for someone to sit with you and to just gently touch your hand, that's a really powerful gesture. And I feel like the spirit of God is so evident in that and so present in that. And the worst thing we can do when people are hurting is to step back. I think sometimes we think that that's what they need. They need space to grieve. They want to be left alone. We don't want to do anything to upset them or anger them. But, Mm. you know, I feel like when we really absorb the way that God wants us to love people, it's less about what we say and what we do and more about where we are. I just love that. I just love that. That is such a good word. Uh, well, I, I wish we could talk longer, but I think we're running out of time here. So thank you so much, Jillian, for just um, your honesty. And I needed a good cry today. So thanks for that. <laughs> um, and I just, I look forward to getting to talk with you in our next episode about trusting God with our future. Like he's brought you through some really difficult times, but he has a beautiful future for you. And and I'm excited to hear um, just your take on that. So thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Natalie. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.